Welcome to the Mastivize Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. Today is June 16th. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Today, we'll talk about the ISS backing an activist investor's nominees at Massimo, Siemens laying off a handful of workers, Philips warning on potential issues with Allura and Azurion, and some study results. First, how are you doing, Sean? What's your what's your take on the news today? I'm doing all right. The news is a bit more of a mixed bag, I'd say. It's uh, some tough stuff to talk about, but still looking forward to covering it all and offering some insight in whatever way I can. That being said, what's the first thing that we should know to start our day today? First thing is that two-year data supports the Endologix detour system for treating peripheral arterial disease. So just a week after the FDA approved this detour system, the company's got positive data supporting it. So double whammy. Yeah, and we talked about this device yesterday. So what did this study evaluate? So it evaluated the system's performance in percutaneous transmural arterial bypass, or PTAB. The approach aims to treat complex peripheral arterial disease by percutaneously bypassing lesions in the superficial femoral artery using stents routed through the femoral vein to restore blood flow to the leg. And what were some of the key data points from the study? So of the 202 enrolled patients in the U.S. and Europe, 96% had chronic total occlusions and the mean lesion length measured 32.7 centimeters. Data presented included technical success achieved in 100% of treated patients. The study surpassed its primary safety endpoint with 30-day major adverse event rate of 7%. Freedom from clinically driven target lesion revascularization at 24 months came in at 76.7%, and secondary patency totaled a rate of 82.3%. Endologics also reported freedom from symptomatic deep vein thrombosis at 24 months and freedom from major lower limb amputation of 98.5% at 24 months. Wow. It sounds like this data could influence the adoption of the detour system by healthcare providers to enhance the treatment landscape for patients with PAD and maybe offer a promising solution for managing their conditions. But what did executives have to say? So Dr. Matt Thompson, the president and CEO of Endologics, said the company is delighted to present the two-year results investigating the use of PTAB therapy with in very long SFA lesions. The results suggest that the detour system offers a viable approach in patients where open surgery is the currently recommended treatment. So the company is excited to see more patients benefit from this unique approach. And like you said, Danielle, I'm sure that this study data can only be a positive as far as adoption. Now, the next bit of news looks like we have some more study results for ablation. That's right. So Relievant Med Systems reported positive data for its nerve ablation procedure. So some pooled data continues to validate the company's intercept procedure. And what is the device that they studied and what does it do mainly? So Intercept is altogether a minimally invasive, FDA-cleared, same-day outpatient procedure that treats chronic vertebrogenic low back pain. Basically, it uses targeted radio frequency energy to ablate the basal vertebral nerve, or BVN, stopping it from transmitting pain signals to the brain. The procedure altogether takes approximately one hour to perform. What did the data prove? Three-year pooled results validated the safety, effectiveness, and long-term durability of Intercept. The company's results proved consistent with previously published long-term results measuring Intercept outcomes at five years. It included 95 patients treated with Intercept across 22 study sites. Patients achieved statistically significant, clinically meaningful, and durable improvements in both pain and function. Interesting. It sounds encouraging for both healthcare providers and patients seeking pain management. What did doctors think about the results? 
Dr. Matthew Smuck, lead author of the study, added that the data demonstrated the effectiveness of correct diagnoses in this area. The exciting thing, he said, is that many patients with this diagnosis were previously misdiagnosed with discogenic back pain, a condition with no reliable treatments, and they can now effectively be treated when correctly diagnosed with vertebrogenic back pain. Now we have some news from Massimo that we kind of touched on on the podcast a few weeks ago. That's right. So this is an interesting development in the fight going on around Massimo's board of directors. The ISS, or the Institutional Shareholder Services, an activist investor, supported Politan Capital Management's nominees in the Massimo board battle. And the device maker, Massimo, says that its CEO, Joe Chiani, is the target of this effort. Can you tell us a little more about what is going on? Yeah, Politan Capital Management, or just Politan, owns around 9% of Massimo, and it's campaigning to replace Massimo-backed board incumbents H. Michael Cohen and Julie Scheimer at the company's June 26th annual meeting, so we're only 11 days away. Politan says that the change is needed to keep the device developer focused and rein in Massimo founder, CEO, and chair Joe Chiani. So in the story that we covered previously, Massimo was hesitant. Did it provide any more information about why it was hesitant to begin with? Yeah. So as of now, Massimo hasn't responded to this specific update as far as the ISS backing Politan's nominees. But in a letter to shareholders beforehand, Massimo said that it feared that one of the nominees from Politan and ISS, Quentin Coffey, would be effectively a move to oust Kiani, citing a history of replacing CEOs. So the company said electing Quentin Coffey to the board would threaten Massimo's mission, guiding principles, strategy, and leadership, and jeopardize the potential of your investment in Massimo. In all but one of Mr. Coffey's past campaigns, the CEO has been replaced within one year of the campaign. So Massimo's statement seems to be just saying this is a hunt for Kiani's head, effectively. Wow, interesting. And what was the statement that the ISS provided? ISS said that the Massimo board has demonstrated a, quote, profound disregard for its shareholders. Continued to say Massimo is a public company that is run like a private business. The reality is reflected in the corporate governance framework, which has been structured to support management at the expense of shareholders. As evidence, shareholders need to look no further than the CEO's employment contract, which includes a walkaway provision that functions as an entrenchment mechanism and was written to be triggered by corporate governance improvements. So pretty, pretty harsh words from the ISS. They certainly, as evidenced by the fact that they're backing Politan's nominees, don't seem to have their views aligned with Kiani and the current Massimo structure. Yeah, sounds like there's a differing of opinions within the company regarding its management and decision making processes. So I'd say and also I would recommend Jim Hammerend has been on top of this and I'd imagine he'll be the one to cover when more things come out. So keep, keep an eye on our site for that. Definitely. Now we have some more layoff news from another big medtech company. Right, yeah, I don't know what more to say other than the layoff trend, unfortunately, is continuing. But Siemens Health Nearest has laid off 67 workers in New Jersey. So obviously, we've discussed layoffs before, and sometimes it's a result of workforce restructuring and optimization or just the strategic step to grow the company. What did Siemens attribute this layoff to? The company said it's doing away with its Atelica Solution IM or ImmunoSA module manufacturing at a New Jersey site as it consolidates all of its Atelica IM manufacturing to its SWORD site in Dublin, Ireland. So the company cited a variety of external economic headwinds for this consolidation effort, but that seems to be the reason for the layoffs. And when does the layoff take effect? According to the New Jersey WAR notice from Siemens Healthcare Diagnostics, which the state received on June 8th. The layoff goes into effect on September 7th. And is there any severance involved? 
Upon separation, the affected Flanders, New Jersey employees will be eligible for a severance and outplacement benefits under the terms of the company's policy. They will also have an opportunity to apply for other positions within the Siemens Health News organization and the broader group of Siemens companies. Obviously, layoffs are driven by various factors, such as market dynamics and business strategies. So this is just another example of the forever changing medtech industry. Now we have some Philips news to end the podcast. That's right. Philips has warned on a potential breakage issue with its Allura and Azurion systems. So we've seen in the past that some of these large imaging machines can have heavy components break and endanger both patients and bystanders. So this is a pretty important issue that Philips aims to fix now. So what is that issue that Philips is warning about? The company's notice warns of an issue that may occur due to forces applied during the movement of the C-ARC for Allura and Azurion. Philips image-guided therapy systems may experience a loosening or breaking in their flex-move carriage as a result of this force. So cracks can also occur. And if the flex-move rail fixation bolts become loose or broken and the cracks appear, a range of issues can occur, including the stopping of the C-ARC's transversal movements due to false collision detections from additional friction. The issue may also disable manual movement because of the added friction, plus abnormal noise, unstable suspension, and falling of the C-ARC could also occur. So what could this issue result in? And also, how many complaints have there been so far? So the issue could essentially lead to delay and or abortion of the procedure, although the likelihood of serious death or injury remains remote. Philip said it can't be ruled out. And the falling or dropping of the CR could cause different levels of injury. The issue affects all Azurion and Allura systems installed with the FlexMove option. And to date, Philips has received 14 complaints related to 11 specific systems reporting loose and or broken bolts. In three cases, users identified cracks in the carriage. None of these instances included the falling or dropping of the CRC assembly, fortunately, and Philips has received no reports of harm to patients or bystanders. This is obviously just a precaution that the company is taking due to what could be an eventuality, but fortunately to date, nothing serious has happened yet. So what is Philips' plan to remediate this problem? Philips plans to inspect all affected systems, checking for cracks and secure bolts. The company also plans to replace any loose and broken bolts. If during inspection, it proves impossible to replace those loose or broken bolts or the inspection uncovers cracks, Philips plans to replace the affected bolts and or the entire carriage. Based on available information, systems may safely continue use for at least one year following these actions. Phillips said its technical experts are continuing to work on a more permanent solution. So right now, this is just sort of a temporary case-by-case basis, it seems. All right. Well, once again, thank you for coming on, giving us your insights, doing all the heavy lifting for for the show and doing all your reporting on the Mass Device website for today. As always, my pleasure. And for the listener, read more on the Mass Device website and check out our show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect and interact with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch. Where can our listeners connect with you, Sean? Find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us Wednesday for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.